The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to Algorithm the month on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this month we're taking a look inside the black box that is Google's search algorithm. And this week specifically, we're going to publish an episode every day discussing one of the key factors that Google states impacts how their algorithm interprets your content. Joining us for Algorithm Week is Jordan Cooney, who is a world-renowned SEO strategist and the CEO here at Searchmetrics, Inc. And today, Jordan and I are going to talk about how Google thinks about the meaning of your query. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney, lead SEO strategist and CEO of Searchmetrics, Inc. Jordan, welcome to the first episode of Algorithm Week in Algorithm Month on the Voices of Search podcast. That sounds like an awful lot of algorithms. Yeah, don't say it five times fast. I think you might trip up. Algorithm Week, Algorithm Week, Algorithm Week, Algorithm Week, Algorithm Week. Did I, was that five? Oh, wow. Got it. Yeah. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's hop into it. I've embarrassed myself enough. We're going to talk about how Google thinks about the meaning of your query. If I type in algorithm week five times into the Google search box, how do they know what the heck I'm talking about? And how do we figure out how to give them the intent for what I mean? To simplify this concept or this theme for today, the best way to look at it is is Google's trying to understand the search term. So how does Google understand search terms is really what we're we're describing and answering for, for our listeners. So break it down for me. How does Google understand a search term? When I have a piece of content, how do they understand and connect that to, you know, a short snippet of of language? Yeah, so this has evolved over the years, right? And Google has become more and more sophisticated over time on this concept and in this part of their search algorithm. 
for our listeners who've been doing SEO for a decade or more, you'll remember that there was a period of time when you could literally manipulate Google to have misspellings show up in the search results. So you would misspell commonly misspelled words and Google would render that page that had the misspelling over the correct spelling. Uh, Google has since evolved their, their search algorithm to stop showing the misspelled versions of pages and has actually imposed policies and guidelines to prohibit people from doing that. But the ultimate concept here and what Google is trying to establish is how they understand language and the ability to understand language in a natural way. So how is that language actually being used in the real world? So when we talked about what the algorithm is in our first episode for this week, we talked about that it is not just one algorithm, right? There is not just a single large piece of code that is doing everything from interpreting your query, digesting your pages, indexing it, and figuring out how to render everything. There's multiple pieces of code. There's multiple systems that are working here. So Google has one part of their algorithm, one system that's going to understand what a misspelling is and what words you're trying to spell. Correct. What are some of the other ways that they are interpreting your data? I know that they've talked publicly about a freshness algorithm, deciding what's relevant now. What are some of the other tools that they're using? The most important tool that Google uses is their ability to understand intent. And this is what separated Google from all other search engines and really has made them a remarkable resource to help all of us as human beings find information. Because what Google has been able to do with intent is provide the most sophisticated results based on the reasoning, the why you want that search result. And so a great example, well, let me first start by saying intent at search metrics is broken down into three categories. So we've got informational queries, transactional queries, and navigational queries. So tell me in more detail what you mean by each one of those three things. Certainly. So informational queries are very top-level search results that allow us to become more informed. These are places where Google is showing the knowledge graph, they're showing the answer box, Often Wikipedia shows up in these results. These are very subjective types of queries. And Google's intention is to inform, is to give you a variety of selection or to give you a very specific selection to inform you. So if you're running a content business, likely this is the type of query that you're going to show up for. I'm trying to get educated about a specific topic or a subject matter. That's correct. And these are the types of queries that you're trying to influence the most. If you're in news and media, it's fast-paced, it's constantly changing. If you're in more evergreen content, you have the ability to kind of craft your pages and content in a way that, that has longevity in the search results. News media is a big one. Health, fitness, wellness, all of those sort of educational types of content. Exactly. Education as well. Um, another great one that I think a lot of people forget about is the medical one. You know, the, the WebMDs of the world and, and those types of resources. Okay. There's your informational queries. That What's the next category? Was it transactional? Transactional. Yeah. Transactional is the one that we all think of the most because it's the one that we ultimately kind of get the most feeling out of, right? 
there's an emotional connection with it because at the end of every transactional query, there's an event, right? So there's the purchase of a product, there's a registration form, there's a sign up for an event. And those transactional queries are often also some of the most competitive ones in Google. And you see a lot of volatility in these search results and are often the ones that Google scrutinizes the most in terms of their policies and regulations as well. So uh, then, then you mentioned there's your, your navigational pages. Talk to us about what the difference between navigational pages and transactional informational are. So the difference between transactional and navigational is by virtue of a navigational query, the user is trying to reach a destination. They're not necessarily trying to complete something, but they're trying to reach a destination in which they can access or make themselves available to some sort of resource online. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So I struggle with this a little bit because when I think of transactional pages, I don't actually think of pages. I think of, you know, your header, right? Your homepage navigation, which is meant to get you from point A to point B, all of the things that are fixed on the pages. But the one thing that sticks out in my mind as definitely a navigational page is something like sign-in, right? Not necessarily registration. Maybe there's a little gray area there between what's a transactional page and whether it's navigational. Outside of, you know, hey, sign in to get to, you know, the inside of the website, what are other examples of navigational pages? There's a wide variety of navigational pages. Oftentimes, Google tries to use site links. So the links that are below your homepage or whenever you search for a brand within Google, you'll get multiple options. Often those are considered very navigational-like queries. But the reality is that a navigational experience, or what you're trying to kind of understand here, Ben, is a set of content where the majority of the user will have to interact with the website in multiple ways to reach their end destination. So the most common navigational page is the homepage, right? Because you start at the homepage, but you often have to go through a website in a variety of different ways to end in whatever resource or tool or piece of content that you want to access. 
Yeah. So your category pages, going back to our, our eBay days, your browse pages, right? Where there's a list of different category types where you're getting from your homepage to a category and down to your product pages, which are your transactional pages. Correct. There's definitely a big gray zone in between these. And it's often one of the greatest challenges that Google has. And that's why this topic is so important and where we started in terms of Google trying to understand your query or gather the meaning of your, your search term is that the ability for some of these pages and some of this content to live in both transactional or navigational or even informational is very high depending on the category you're in and depending on how you've structured and built your page. This is all great. I understand there's three types of pages and Google is thinking about what the purpose of the page is based on what type of page you're putting together. How do I optimize this? Where's the value for SEOs understanding you know, how Google interprets the meaning of a query? Yeah, there's three types of intent. And those three types of intent are used by Google to help surface better results. It allows Google to then understand ultimately how to serve very specific results and refine results when it comes to the rendering of the SERP. And it's really important because the same word might be used, but the intention of the word could be very different and very different for that user. And so meaning of the query and how Google uses it allows for Google to adapt the search results over time. Like the example of misspellings, Google has adapted to show better quality results and not show misspelling versions. But now this has become much a much richer experience that includes Google's ability to serve different elements on the page, to highlight different assets, whether it be pictures or features like showing hours of operation or star ratings or site links, like I mentioned before. And all that specific information is dependent on Google's ability to understand the meaning of the query. At the end of the day, Google is great at understanding what the end user is trying to accomplish when they type in their query. And so understanding if they're trying to get deep into the archive of your website or whether they're trying to understand a quick snippet about a search term, right, if they're doing something informational, Google's great at figuring that out. Jordan, I'm going to go back to my last question, which is, okay, I understand all of that, but what do I do to optimize for it? How does my understanding of how you know Google is building parts of their algorithm impact me as an SEO? Yeah, this is a great question. And this is kind of nicely helping us segue into our next theme, which is about relevance of the web page. Because ultimately, the way we optimize that is by showcasing the most relevant piece of information on these pages. Earlier in this episode, we talked about freshness and making content fresh. One of the tools that Google uses to understand the meaning of a query is to have a clear understanding of how fresh the content needs to be, how up-to-date the content needs to be in order to serve the right results or understand the meaning of the query. One great example. I mean, the NFL season is is now upon us. Dum 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 dum. <laughs> dum 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 dum. We might have to we might have to get the trademark rights for that. Dum, but anyway, dum, 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 dum. <laughs> any case, a lot of folks are going to start searching for NFL scores, and freshness really matters in the NFL scores, especially right now because you don't want last season scores. You want the score 
of the current preseason game or you want to know when games are going to come up. And so freshness really matters in Google's ability to understand the meaning of the query and showcase the best results. How we optimize for that comes down to the next theme, which is relevancy of the web page. That's true unless you're a New England Patriots fan. Do you know why? Because <laughs> I guess they're always winning. they always win. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, the, the, I'm sure that they need to inflate the footballs a little more during those games. <laughs> oh, said like a true Packers fan. Okay. I think at the end of the day, you know, understanding the meaning of your query, this is really a guideline. It's a thing that you have to do to step back when you're evaluating your performance. You're trying to figure out how Google's algorithm is interpreting your content. You need to think about what pages you're submitting, how Google's looking at it. And you can use this framework of, is this an informational page? Is it a transactional page? And that should impact the prioritization of how you organize your page and what content you put on them. Exactly, Ben. You know, the ability for Google to provide the most natural and clear set of results based on interpreting the meaning of the query is the most fundamental and critical asset to search marketers. And we're, we're looking forward to sharing more in our next episode in terms of helping them understand the relevancy of your web page and connecting that to the query. All right. So you got the basic framework of how Google is looking at your pages and figuring out relevance by looking at what the actual intent of the page is. We're going to get on to optimizing the content on the page and talking about how Google's algorithm interprets that in our next episode. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, the lead SEO strategist and CEO of Searchmetrics. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is JT Cooney, and that's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs. Because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have general marketing questions or if you'd like to talk to me about being a guest on the show, you can find my contact information in our show notes or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap. It's B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning to discuss how Google's algorithm interprets the relevance of your web pages. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.